0: You're listening to Life is Like Fiction.
1: buddy. You are listening to Life is Like Fiction. I'm Jamie Buckley, and I'm here with my dad.
0: Jamie Buckley.
1: And, I don't know, what are are we going to talk about today?
0: Well, we did the, a couple days ago, we did that first podcast with your first draft for the contest that you've got, which is called what? You're going to the teen boot camp. (laughs) Teen
1: author boot camp. Teen author boot camp. entering into the first chapter contest. And Sorry, I went brain dead for a minute.
0: And you, oh, it's been a long couple of days, and you you read the rules yes, during the podcast, mm-hmm. and we did uh, establish that as long as it wasn't published in print form, um, that you could put it on a blog and you could do it on a podcast, right? Mm-hmm. And so you read it? Yes, I did. And we read it again? Mm-hmm. And then you were already starting to make the change, right? Yeah. Your first revision? And then you read the, the first first two,
1: pa- paragraphs. first two
0: paragraphs and we compared it and my reaction was what?
1: <laughs> I don't remember what was your reaction. It was really
0: positive, that's what it was. Okay, good. And so you have gotten it all done. I see two sets of papers there in front of you. One yes. of those for me? Yes it is. Do I get to read it this time? Maybe. Yep.
1: If you want to.
0: This could be this could be a lot of fun. I'm gonna mm-hmm. find my glasses.
1: Mark it up if you think it needs any more changes.
0: Well we'll we'll do changes and stuff after, but mm-hmm. are you excited about are you excited about this? What mm-hmm. you've come up with? I'm looking at it, so you got it fits. And it has to in be five you, pages. You, it has to fit five pages. Ha, 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 ha. Has to be twelve point. It has to have inch mm-hmm. borders. Right? Two, yep. three, four. the drum roll, please. (laughs) Five. Wow, that's kind of close, but cool.
1: I'm still a little bit unsure about the ending, but.
0: That's all right. Endings are good. Endings are one of your dad's specialties, so we'll work on that. Okay, wait. Are you supposed to have the title at the top, though? Cliffhanger
1: King. I don't remember how we did it last time, but this is just for us to read through and. Okay. And mark up if we need to.
0: Okay. All right. So, when when is the when do when is the contest? When do you have to turn this in? Saturday. Saturday. Yeah. And when's the boot camp?
1: Uh, end of March.
0: End of March. I thought it was the beginning of March. No. <laughs> okay. We've been talking about a lot of things and why you've been doing this, and I was so excited about not only helping you to to get a book published and to teach you these things. I started looking at my own books. And uh, had a mutual friend of ours, Drew Briney, um, get a hold of me and sharing some of the things that he's been learning, especially about Amazon. In fact, some of the information that he gave me is so good, I'm not only going to teach you, I'm going to use it with my clients. So I, it, it, it's caused me to revamp a lot of things with Wanted Hero. And seeing how Amazon are a bunch of turkeys that they really... Uh, well, they can... <laughs> the categories... For Amazon are not what you think they are. And they only give authors access to about 40% of the categories. Uh, it's it's kind of a stinkerish thing. And I'm sure, you know, Amazon's always out for Amazon. They're always about the business first. Mm-hmm. But I'm excited because this is going to affect you. Well, it's going to affect Ooh. all of us. So if you write a book and you put it out there, if it has anything to do with Amazon, and Amazon is the biggest online bookseller in the world. Mm-hmm. So... Being able to navigate that and make it work, it, it matters. Sweet. Anyway, that's just a side side note. So, hmm. hmm. You know what? Because you have your your words in there, mm, no, I'm not going to read this. I want you to read because
1: this. Because I have my, there's only one. Colopsia? Yeah, that's, I think, yeah, that's the only weird one. Is it? I think so. Okay. I got rid of a couple other things, so you, you should <laughs> oh, be you? able to read it.
0: Okay. All right. So, um, yeah, well, you're going to have to put the title at the top of this because mm-hmm. you have to name it. The first chapter has to be named the title of the book, mm-hmm. doesn't it?
1: Or at least what you want your story to be rules. known by. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So what is the book named again?
1: Uh. It's going to be the Rumor Lark series. I haven't decided what the first book is gonna be called. So we're just
0: gonna put Rumor Lark here, right? I'm gonna write this down. Mm -hmm. Okay. Let's see what I can do with my dry throat and go from there. All right, so here you go, ladies and gentlemen. My little girl, her first chapter. (laughs) Okay, don't laugh at me. Okay, Rumor Lark. I'd seen what the authorities did to people like me, people who had done, had done once what I did every night, and I knew I should be afraid. Yet here I was again, in the thralls of danger and a mere breath away from discovery. Centurions patrolled the streets I looked down upon as if and if they only looked up, they would see me. Ominous tendrils of mist and shadow advanced towards me as I balanced on the rooftop. Frosted shingles stung my bare feet as I stepped forward, not bothering to crouch down, sorry, <laughs> crouch. See, I'm thinking you should read this. Crouch <laughs> down or crawl. I walked the ridgepole defiantly, pretending that I didn't need to hide. I imagined that I was a good person, enjoying the view from my own rooftop. Nope, I'm getting this wrong. I'm feeling <laughs> embarrassed now. I, I, I haven't even read this through or glanced over it before. <laughs> You can't expect me to. to...
1: It's, it's okay. I wasn't expecting it to be perfect. <laughs> All right.
0: I imagined that I was a good person enjoying the view from my own roof, a roof that was honestly paid for, a roof that perhaps even housed a family. A sharp, scornful voice sliced through my thoughts like a knife through flesh. Foolish, foolish girl. Such silliness will be the death of you. Flinching, I stumbled right foot slipping along the sleek ridge, almost sending me hurtling towards the street below. Extending my arms in opposite directions, I staggered forward, finding balance and security in the movement. I pushed the image of my grandfather's face to the back of my mind, forcing myself to focus on my surroundings. I had seen the town of Kolopsia under the sun and had thought it rather a pathetic sight. But here, under the cloak of moonlight and vapors, it took my breath away. Splintered shutters and dingy gray walls had somehow become whimsical and enchanting. Dew dust shingles reflected moonlight and twinkled like fallen stars, giving me the thrilling impression that I walked across a night sky. The murky lake had stilled, reflecting the full moon and star-strewn heavens, a natural masterpiece. A cool breeze carried me to the roof's edge where I paused, reveling a moment longer and the beauty of the lakeside town before leaping into the air i landed on the balcony of a shabby two-story building with a soft thud and observed the dwelling place my current vic- observed the dwelling place of my current victim i frowned the door before me was held by a single hinge and looked as if it might topple over at any second sheets and spare blankets were tacked to the inside of shutterless windows to ward off the cold The loosely shingled roof drooped pitifully, and I could almost swear that the entire building was leaning to the left. I studied the decrepit structure and decided that the window would be the stealthier of the two entrances. But before I could take a single step, a guttural guttural screech erupted behind me. Panic washed over me in an icy wave, heart leaping into my throat. I reached for the dagger at my hip, swiveling to meet four black eyes glinting devilishly in the moonlight. Six spindly legs clicked against the balcony floor as a set of wings tucked themselves against a sleek body. A beak snapped hungrily between two fangs, set in a harp-shaped face. A chilling combination of owl and spider features. I opened my mouth and, Devlin, you ugly brute, I scowled at the, how do you say that?
1: Oh, (laughs) Albarachnid.
0: Albarachnid. (laughs) I scowled at the Albarachnid. Some day this knife is going to go right through your head. Responding with a series of unconcerned clicks and hisses, Delvin sauntered in my direction. I rolled my eyes and turned back to the window, tugging the worn fabric loose. Stay here and keep watch. Alert me if anyone comes this way. More clicking. No, you can have a rabbit when we've completed the assignment. Besides, I slung one leg over the sill. It wouldn't hurt for you to lay off the snack food. You're looking a bit <laughs> on the putchy side. An infuriated hiss sounded behind me, and I grinned, slipping fully into the dark room. I paused when inside to utter a simple incantation. A flash of white light blinded me, and I blinked, adjusting to a room lit for my eyes only. Well done, Lolo. Thank you. (laughs) Vaguely acknowledging the cave-like atmosphere, I approached a bed at the far end of the chamber and observed my patient. He lay on on his back with arms at his side, head turned in my direction. My heart sank as I observed his features. The boy looked so close to my age, 16 or 17, I guessed. I hated it when the targets were this young. What secrets are hidden in your mind that the master wants so badly? What are you hiding? I asked these questions, knowing that it was likely I would never know the answers. My right hand groped inside a pouch at my hip, taking a fistful of fine sand and flinging it into the air above the sleeping figure before me. Remorse tugged at my heartstrings as... As...
1: Sorry, forgot an eye there.
0: As I listened to his breathing slow and deepened. Pulling a jar from the same pouch, I held it up and peered through the glass. Two eyes gazed back at me, milky white, wide, and imploring. The blue wraith-like creature floated restlessly within its confines, silently pleading for its freedom. I knew how it felt, being forced to serve a master you despised, to be starved of food, sunlight, and good company, always living just close enough to the outside world that you knew what you were missing. Don't worry, Petragor. I coded my words in false enthusiasm as I lifted the lid from the jar. I think I figured it out. It will work this time. And by the next full moon, we will both be free. The Wraith simply blinked in acknowledgement as she rose from her prison, pensively awaiting the next step in our routine. My shoulders slumped as I realized she didn't believe me. We'd tried for so long without success. Did I even believe me anymore? Feeling a tad more somber now when, than when, when I had first walked in, I fished once more in the pouch at my side, drawing out a bound lock. A bound lock? A bound lock of hair. The, sorry. the wraith approached it reluctantly, watching a selkuth work could be both fascinating and unnerving. The creatures had the ability to dig through one's mind, tracking memories by scent and taste, similar to the way a hound hunts. They were captured and trained to pursue individual thoughts across years of rough cerebral (laughs) terrain, then extract it, I watched I watched as Petricor retreated from the hair in my hand, approaching the figure on the bed and worming her way into the boy's right ear. I took this opportunity to more closely examine my victim. It was a kind face with a broad nose and wide lips turned up at the corners. Sandy blonde curls rested on a fair brow, and I could see freckles lightly dusting the entire picture. I leaned forward and lightly traced the bridge of his nose with the tip of my finger. There was something vaguely familiar about those features. These eyes. Large, drowsy, framed by dark lashes. Amber-enfolded pupils gazed up at me and I... He screamed. A high-pitched feminine sound that I might have found comical had had it not nearly given me a heart attack... I stumbled backward in surprise as the young man sprang out of bed. His scream morphed into a groan as he became dizzy, taking an unsteady step, a step forward. How did he gain consciousness so quickly? Did the dream elixir not affect him? Wait. My eyes widened as I remembered. Petricor is still in there. Selkuth were easily fly- frightened. This made them exceptionally tricky to control not impossible. It took a steady hand and soothing voice to obtain compliance, and this young man's voice was far from soothing. The few cases of rampant selkuth that I knew of had ended in severe memory loss, even insanity for the host. Petricor launched out of the boy's head, evading my attempts to grab her and darting about the room in a frenzy. A noise like that of a shrinking kettle spilled from a mouth I couldn't see, and I knew at a glance she would be inconsolable. I would have to capture her by force, and I would—had she not—I would have had she not decided in that instant to escape through the open window. This happened to be the exact moment that Devlin screeched, warning me that passing centurions had heard the boy's scream. Fear pricked at my heart as I walked slowly to the sill. Barely registering the shouts and firelight in the distant, a door slammed on the first floor. You'll be punished for this, you know. My grandfather's sardonic voice echoed inside my skull once again. Images of a bloody cudgel and eyes blackened by rage flashed to the forefront of my mind. Old wounds began to throb, reminding me of what it felt felt like to be beaten. Fear turned to panic. I had to find those memories. And the boy? I turned to see him in a crumpled heap on the floor, once again unconscious. The master would come for him when I didn't return. I couldn't let that happen. It seemed there was only one way to resolve this. I would find Petracor, And I would kidnap the boy. <laughs> <laughs> Can I say, say this using a bit of rough language? That was a hell of a lot better than the first draft. That was awesome. Thank you. Uh, uh, the, That's really some fun. some tweaks. First mm-hmm. thing, right off the bat, that I would say is okay. uh, at first you call him you call him a victim, and then you call him a patient, and then you call him a victim again. Choose one. Whoops. Define
1: and mark it in market, so I remember.
0: Yeah. Dwelling place you? of my current victim. Uh, okay. Page two.
1: Oh, I see it. Oh, and, mark it right
0: there. And page two right here. I want to show you this. You need a space after the period. So we're not okay. going to go through all the, the changes and stuff here in the podcast. But, um, you know, if you're listening to this, you guys, and if you're using the mm. Anchor um, anchor software, especially on your phone, you guys can click message and send uh, send Lolo a message to the program. We will definitely check. Um, the call-ins, but uh, what did you guys think?
1: I would definitely like some feedback.
0: I, I, I'm so excited. I got chills. This is like way, (laughs) it's funny because when you did it last year, I had this feeling it was like, oh, oh my crap, she's gonna win this thing. (laughs) So I told your mom, so, (laughs) I, you know, I, I can't ever say, oh, you're gonna win this thing, but I'm telling you, this is Pretty dang good. I'm glad you Definitely like going to be a contender. That is for certain. How you feeling?
1: Uh, tired. <laughs> what do you
0: think needs to be changed,
1: um, altered? I'm not sure. I'm kind of at that point where I've read it over so many times.
0: You probably need the feedback that, and the. Mhm.
1: And if I had some time, I would put it down and. Then read it over. Well, you do have some time, and I think I think
0: you should completely set it aside for the rest of the night, and then pick it up tomorrow. But don't look at it, don't work on it, don't do anything. Just walk away now that it's Mm done, because I I think it's brilliant. I'll I'll make some marks, put some suggestions in it, Mm -hmm. and uh, go from there. Have you given a copy to mom yet?
1: Yes, I have. She, while she's at primary after she teaches the music, I think she said she's gonna.
0: She's going to go Rita over it there. while she's
1: waiting for the other girls.
0: Sweet. Okay. Wow. I'm excited. A lot of things are happening around here. You know, and one of these days, I'm going to say this so that it's on the podcast and you can't do anything about it. Oh, no. Um, yeah. So, Lola <laughs> okay. also writes music, and she does a really, really, really good job. Um, she, she's written a bunch of just delightful songs, and I want her to do this on the podcast. So... Yeah, we're going to get her to do that. See, now it's on the podcast. You can't take it off. Have her sing. Do the ukulele. That'll be fun. That'll be fun. Okay. (sighs) You know what I also also think you should do that I think would be fun? Even though they didn't ask for it, I think you should draw a picture, a cover to put with it. Oh, you can't. You, You put it in a, you upload it, don't you? hmm Dang it. Well, that's just stupid.
1: I didn't think Can't of that Can't customize before, it for anything. That would still so, be more than five pages, So teen author
0: boot camp ladies, that's just stupid. My opinion, and <laughs> I have my opinion. Neener.
1: <laughs> it's okay. I'll put illustrations in when I actually publish the book. There you go. Then I'll give them one and show them what they were missing.
0: What would be fun is watching you design the cover. That'd be fun exciting yeah oh, it
1: sounds like a lot of fun
0: so there you have it Lolo's almost final draft
1: ta da and
0: you guys got to you guys got to hear where the judges <laughs> did I think that's kind of fun anyway so there you go uh, I think that's it I don't think we have anything else do we have anything else today I don't think so do you want to ask me a question at all Can to ask you a question? Um, We should leave him with something else. No, we shouldn't. Never (laughs) mind. I don't want to. Uh, So that's it. So
1: Hi, Dad, the king of cliffhangers. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) So next time, I will let you in on a huge, huge secret in the area of publishing. And that secret is... This is Jamie Buckley with my daughter...
1: Jamie Buckley.
0: And this is Life is like <laughs> Fiction, and we will see you next time.